warm welcome and I hope you are excited about Christmas which is a couple of weeks ahead of us and Christmas is ultimately about Christ and the great news we are born for eternity not just for this three-dimensional life but we are born to live with God until the ages of ages and with Christmas family gatherings happening soon of course we hope for the best but one never knows who might say what And in the back of our mind, we can start dreading that someone could ruin our Christmas good cheer and gratitude that we want to experience around this time. So in preparation, do you worry that maybe someone might put you on the spot, not knowing what to say or do? And have you seen this pattern that someone else puts you on the spot? And this could be around holidays and Christmas, but it could also be at work in your church community and other communities. Someone puts you on the spot to only watch yourself in disbelief, getting upset, revved up, and responding in ways that you thought you overcame a long time ago, and then feeling really bad afterwards, chipping away our self-confidence. This happened to me many, many times. It happens to many people, and of course, many Christian women that I talk with as well. It is so common. And then if we don't resolve this in ways, this can lead to chronic stress and burnout. And most of the time, we try to deal with this by either avoiding the interactions or promising ourselves never again and rehearsing in our mind, what can we do or say next time, which actually takes a lot of background energy in our brain, in our mind. And many times we don't think of this, but Focusing actually on our body response, focusing on self-regulation as opposed to just planning ahead what we're going to say and do could be much more effective. And today I'm going to bring and you're going to learn several self-regulation skills that you might know about it, but I want to really stress them why and how they're so important and give you some tips how to deal with stress, especially when you're on the spot and have more of a grounding presence and have more choices in the moment so you can allow God to support you and the Holy Spirit to support you while this is unfolding. So almost like feeling in the eye of the storm. This is what I'm talking when there's a lot of energy, negative energy coming at you. So that is like the storm and you are centered and grounded and new inspiration and responses can come right on the spot. And if you're a regular, I want to welcome you back. And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul. And I love and I serve Christian women professionals and servant leaders who dedicate their life of service to others in Christ, being in healing professions or education, entrepreneurial journey parenting, grandparenting, serving in churches, and many nonprofit organizations, and anything else in between. And the way I help is through my programs, especially through my core online training, which is Renewal in Action program. This is a six-month asynchronous learning, but it's so powerful and helpful because it teaches how to develop an inside-out holistic regenerative routine and rituals four times a day so that we can keep our prayerful rhythm, but also we can check with our emotions, our thoughts, and our body in an intertwined and aligned way, body, mind, heart, and soul, four times a day, so that we don't have to dream of vacation and retreats when to reset, but we can do that every day, almost like taking mini vacations every day. And this developing a renewal blueprint ahead of time is really 
So important to me as I learned in medicine, prevention is better than treatment. So translating it to this, preventing chronic stress and burnout is so much easier. And it's a worthwhile endeavor because as I mentioned in the previous episode, you can think of self-care as co-regulating with God. And what else do we want more than be with God every moment? And there's a way to do that through our body, our emotions, meaning our heart, our thoughts, meaning our mind, both the left brain, which is more logical, go, 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 cause and effect, but also the right brain, which is more of a wisdom and creative, a part of our consciousness and also our soul. So just to give you a quick heads up, in January, I would have actually a week-long free training and also open house about this program. So stay tuned. I'll send more information about that. And with that, let's dive in into this sense of how do we self-regulate in the midst when we are put on the spot. And this is part of what psychology calls staying in flow and using coping skills. And I will share with you a story and also why is it important and what can you do about it today with no delay. So let's dive in. I don't know if you ever heard me say this, but although I'm a physician psychiatrist and now I practice mainly through life coaching and spiritual care, I did teaching for many years in high school, middle school, and also college. And I taught many subjects from biology and physics to math, to stages of faith and self-care for helping professionals and so many other courses. I cannot even remember them all. But one of them was so important was AP psychology. I love that in high school. And when I was helping them, one of the big milestones that they had to overcome was in their senior year, they have to prepare for their senior symposium. Now they research for a semester, then they write this big, big paper They had to review it and bring their ideas and solutions to a current problem and use all their skills. And then at the end, they had to present in front of a committee, in front of external judges. And that was nerve wracking for them. And I don't blame them. It was terrifying because it was their first experience at the time. And although afterwards, coming from college, they always said, oh, this was so helpful. And he helped me with the college years. It did not make this experience any lighter. Now, in my AP psychology course, so we were, I was teaching them a psychology course that counted as a credit for the college experience. We learn a lot about stress. So I use psychological concepts to help them learn how to self-regulate and calm their nerves as they were facing this presentation. So you might wonder, well, what does that have to do with preparing for Christmas and responding on the spot to families? Well, everything, because once we learn how to calm our nervous system, our sympathetic system, fight or flight, and use coping skills in the moment and the way God designed us to respond, to bring our body from hyper aroused to the sense of being a grounded place, what science calls being in smart Vegas. We can use the same skills everywhere because the body doesn't know the difference, doesn't know the cause of this hyper-aroused state. So I will teach you today three steps that you can practice daily. And before I'll do that, let me explain more what happens at the body level just a little bit so you can understand why I'm suggesting these three steps. So when we are in a spot, in intense situations, our body, as mentioned, it responds in the same way. 
And there are many situations that can bring us into this. It could be as my AP psychology class in front of a presentation. Maybe you are during your holiday family gathering and all of a sudden someone puts you in an awkward situation or might criticize you or might criticize your kids and or grandkids and put you in this tension. Maybe you're at work, you have a meeting with your boss, or maybe you have to prepare for a very intense meeting, which your whole team might depend on. Maybe someone is unhappy with you and is messaging and emailing you that wants a important phone call right away. Or maybe it's just a strong personality coming at you with complaints, negative energy, stress, worries, and frustrations. Or maybe you might even notice this in your kids or grandkids as they're performing at Christmas pageant in church. Type in the chat if you encounter these situations and you've noticed your nervous system. So what is, how do we respond to this? In science, this is understood as a fight or flight nervous system, the sympathetic system, which gets activated in mobilized acute stress hormones. It can be very, very helpful. But of course, if persists long enough, it can lead to chronic stress and burnout. And that's what I do not want that for you. But when we are in acute stress, when there is a threat, real or perceived, external or internal, the heart rate goes up, your breath gets quicker, you're sweaty, your face can even turn red, you can feel a sense of pressure, a sense of urgency to respond, your hands get clammy, you can feel more energy in the body, and this feels unsettling. And to make things worse, we get hyper-focused and we get this sense of, Either what's going on with me physically, maybe something, sometimes people think, I might get, I'm sick. Do I have a panic attack? Am I going to die? What's going to happen here? We get alarmed or we feel like on a spotlight. I talked about this in other places. There is such a thing called a spotlight effect where we feel like people are going to notice all these reactions that we have. And that only makes this worse because now we're like, how do we control this? And the more we try to control, the more stress we bring in. Now, this response on a body level, this fight or flight, biologically, could be a great thing if we are actually facing physical danger. Can you imagine someone being attacked? This response is awesome because our entire body is mobilized and what's happening underneath it, the body also brings lots of sugar in the bloodstream. The fast breathing actually brings more oxygen inside. So if we need to run or get into a fight, we have oxygen available. Also, the heart going faster, it brings all the things that we need from the blood into the tissues that are going to use the oxygen and the sugar. So this could be very, very helpful. But the problem is that in our culture, most of us in Western cultures It's not true in many parts of the world, but in our Western culture, many of us, we rarely have to face physical danger. Most of the time, it is more what's perceived danger or psychological danger, and the body doesn't know the difference, unfortunately. So during this time, when we're hyper-aroused, our brain gets hijacked by emotion, by the low road of emotions. And I actually had a YouTube on this. I'll put the link in the notes so you can get familiarized. What's the difference between an interplay between emotions and cognition? There's a low road of emotions and a high road in our brain. So it's important to know the difference. But bottom line, I'm going to cut through the chase. When we're in this phase, our brain is hijacked and our frontal lobe gets offline. So we're more in our primitive brain 
ready to fight or flight. So because we this happens really quickly, we need strategies in the moment to deal with this really, really quickly as well and to train ourselves ahead of time to be prepared. And the fastest way to do this is not through our mind, is not through strategizing and figure out what else could I say? What else can I do? It's actually through training our body, which I will teach you today. So interesting thing is that God created our nervous system in such a way, our body is so clever and so intelligent. We can really feel the Holy Spirit working through us. I'm always amazed as a physician how amazing all the systems and our organs are meant to work in unison unless there is a disease, dis-ease. So God's solutions are already embedded in our body. And the solutions and the tips I'm going to share with you today, they seem very, very simple. So remember, most of the effective interventions to keep ourselves self-regulated are required 20% effort, but can have 80% of the impact. So this is And the very cool thing, which I shared in the last episode, is that I want you to think of self-regulation as co-regulation with God. And that doesn't have to be just consciously. We can co-regulate with God even when we don't know. If we can trust your body and the way God created us in such an amazing way. Because if we're able to self-regulate and trust in our body and use the tips that I'm going to share with you today, you can stay as the eye of the storm. While everything else is going on super intensely around you and help you stay grounded. This is what psychology calls a state of flow. This is where you have more access to your frontal lobe and also connect with wisdom and your soul and God and the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to move you in the moment. So what self-regulation skills can you use in the moment when you are hyper-aroused? Those are down regulation tips and skills. So I'm going to share three of you today. So if you're multitasking, this is the time to come back and really listen to the three down regulation tips that will bring you from hyper aroused state to a state of feeling grounded, from sympathetic to a more parasympathetic system, which is smart vagus. This is to differentiate between the parasympathetic, which is calming. And there's another parasympathetic response, which is a state of freeze, which I will unpack next week in the next episode. So first skill and tip for today, one of the fastest ways to calm down our body is through our breath. It's the fastest way. It's super simple. It's super simple. But remember, this can make a big, big impact. So do not discount that just because it's so simple. Sometimes our brain looks for complicated solutions. The solutions in the moment are very, very simple. So as you breathe slower, and I'm going to teach you how to do it, through your belly, you're going to hold your breath a bit longer in order to allow a bit of carbon dioxide in the bloodstream, which you might know this or not, it'll help your body to calm down. So the way we do it, and the way I encourage everyone is to think of counting 10 seconds, one breath for 10 seconds, but inhale faster, only four seconds. And when you exhale, count to six. So inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Now, if you practice this, it's going to become second nature. 
Now, even if you're in the midst of this and you haven't had a time yet to practice, just remember, breathe slower and just hold your breath a bit at the end. That's the kind of the bottom line, the cliff notes. So how was I helping my psychology students? I was helping them first to get into a more hyper aroused state because let's face it, they were in my AP psychology class. They're all relaxed. We always had fun. We did a lot of growing and learning and use humor. So they were relaxed. So I was helping them to get into a hyper aroused state first, which is what you can do to practice. They were doing that by imagining the big presentation. And then also they do a bit light physical exercise. They were either jumping up and down or some of the boys were doing some push-ups a little bit. Now, obviously for you, this might mean something different. I'll, I'll share this in a second, but this is what they were doing. And since the body doesn't know the difference between what is the cause of triggering the sympathetic system, that was doing it. Their heart rate was going up and they were feeling the same symptoms as being nervous. So I got them to check their heart rate first before we started. And once they imagine the stressful situation, I did a little bit of exercise for a couple of minutes. They also checked their heart rate. So once they went up, we used the strategy of breathing. They would breathe in shorter and exhale a little longer and from the belly and just focus just on the breath. And as they were doing that, after a few breaths, their heart rate would go down and the body was calmer. Now, That doesn't mean the mind was calmer, but remember the body, when the body is calm, then we feel more a sense of control. The frontal lobe is more online. So they were able to think clearly. So you can do this too. And this is your easy practice. You can imagine the upcoming stressful situation or any stressful situation while you do a bit of exercise for a few minutes. Now, make sure you do that within your health constraints. Check with your doctor. Don't do anything super unusual. Don't start doing uh, flips in the air when you, don't, when you don't do gymnastics. So after you do that for a few minutes, then breathe slowly. Start breathing and breathe, inhale a little shorter, exhale a little longer. Breathe in four seconds, exhale six seconds from your belly. And remember, measure your heart rate when you're nervous, and then watch it go down. This is so encouraging how the body is such an amazing servant. Thing always calms down. Of course, unless there are medical conditions, either heart condition or lung condition. So make sure if that's the case, you consult with your doctor before you do this. All right, so that was number one. The second skill that you can use in conjunction with this is to use music to help your body to calm down. Music is a very quick way to shift our energy. It shifts our emotional energy, which will impact also our body. So many times we're at the mercy of the music that we hear on the radio, or if you put Spotify or Apple or Google, whatever music source you have, or different CDs, right? If you still use CDs, you might have one song that you like and then another one. Who knows what kind of energy it might have. So what I'm going to encourage you is to create a playlist of calming music if you don't have one already. And here's another extra tip to actually memorize one song that's calming and just listen to it over and over and over until you can play it in your mind. 
So then if you're in a stressful situation and let's say you, you do some practices and then you're in a stressful situation, you can breathe, but also the music might help you. All right. And here's a third tip for the day, which might be so obvious. And you might be thinking like, not this one. Make sure that this is so important. Make sure you sleep eight hours on average. We need about eight, eight hours a night. So make sure you get your sleep in and avoid too much caffeinated drinks. Number three, avoid too much sugar. And please, please, I hope you're not smoking. But if you do, no shame. But I want you to start thinking about giving it up. And if you're not quite sure how this works, just reach out to me. I might have some tips. I used to smoke a couple of decades ago. And I was able to stop it by using a shift in my identity level and trusting God. It will help me. All right. Now, if you actually have too much caffeine or sugar, especially an empty stomach, or if you smoke, this will give your body a sense of agitation. So you will lift up your energy in your nervous system. And remember, the body doesn't know the difference. What's the cause of this increased state of arousal? The body doesn't know. It looks the same. And then our brain because we might be facing that situation is going to interpret this. Oh my goodness, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to say. I might, you might feel angry, etc., etc. So for today, just remember this to, especially around holidays, and especially if you're going to be in stressful situations to bring down and use less of the, make sure you sleep, make sure you use less caffeinated drinks and smoking and sugar. Now, alcohol, interestingly, I'm just going to make a side note here. Alcohol brings the nervous system down, but interestingly, after a while, it disinhibit us, meaning then all sorts of reaction can pop up unexpectedly and can make things even worse. So watch that. Keep that in the back of your mind and watch for that in moderation. All right. So with that, I'm going to wrap up and review the downshift self-regulation tips for today, which are three. This is to help you to stay calm in the moment. I encourage you to practice them before you actually going to have that stressful maybe encounter or meeting or gathering, et cetera, et cetera. Number one, practice ahead so you'll remember when you're in the, on the spot to breathe slowly. Inhale quicker through your belly, but exhale longer to keep that a bit longer, the carbon dioxide. Then the body is going to do what God already planned inside. It's going to calm down. Number two, if you don't have that yet, create a playlist. And if you do have a playlist that's calming and relaxing, focus on one song. I mean, if you want, you can do a few if you have a great memory. But if you're anything like me, just try one song <laughs> and memorize one song. So then you can use it to calm yourself and soothe yourself. And number three, help your body through this by giving it enough sleep by not bombarding it with too much caffeinated drinks, by not bombarding it with too much sugar, by not bombarding it with too much smoking if you're smoking or considering stop smoking, and also with the alcohol. And the reason I'm saying this is the body's going to do what the body's going to do, but we have to help it. And we can help it, right? Through the breath, number one. Number two, with a calming music, or maybe you have a calming verse that you will say to yourself 
And number three, by making your body to be in an optimal state. And with that, I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to end with a prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for, for today, for being alive. What a privilege, what an honor. May you bless the listener. May you bless her during this time as she prepares for Christmas and as she helps the power and the levers, so to speak, to support the body in such a way that she can stay grounded like the eye of the storm, that she can experience that peace that surpasses all understanding no matter what is happening in her life. And with that, I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And with this, I thank you for all you do. And I wish you a wonderful weekend and weekend. I'll see you next week.